0: We're super excited to have a guest speaker in today and tomorrow, uh, Andrew Blackwood, uh, lives in St. Catharines and uh, is affectionately known as Coach Drew, we're gonna come on up and I'll finish up while you're up here. Well, will welcome Andrew this morning. And his story, I don't know a lot about his story but know he faced a lot of anxiety, uh, depression and even trauma and as he has found freedom in those areas of his life, uh, he's committed himself to helping others find freedom as well, so. Pretty accurate, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I know every great. time i talk to you and I've heard you speak, appreciate Andrew so much. So I just want to pray and we'll dive in. Sounds good. God, thanks for meeting us here. Thank you for loving us. Um, and thank you for providing resources uh, to have better mental health strategies and to find freedom and hope in Jesus. Thank you for Andrew and how you've gifted him as a communicator. May you bless him as he speaks this morning. Let me pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. It's
1: strange feeling so comfortable on a stage in front of people that you, well, some of you have seen before, but most of you I have never met before. And I remember uh, being backstage in the wings where people couldn't see me, and I'm hearing the MC say, Welcome, everybody, welcome eight year old Andrew Blackwood to the stage. He's going to be playing for us, and then I don't remember anything else. It's just it's a blank screen. I don't know if I fainted, if I wet myself. I have no idea what happened. But I know that I was feeling really anxious. And that wasn't the only experience that I had where anxiety robbed me of my best performance. I quit track, I quit dance, I quit a whole bunch of things, but I had no idea why. So, today What we're going to talk about is three simple steps to calming anxiety that you can easily take every single day of your entire life forever. Isn't that the longest title of a talk you've ever heard? Yeah, I I wanted it to be memorable. So um, that's what we're going to talk about, three simple steps that everybody can do. Um, And by the end of the next, what, 15 minutes, you guys will have this under wrap, have it under lock and key. So... uh, there are three things that I think are gonna be really important for us to understand. Number one, we want to know what anxiety is. Right? Does everybody know what anxiety is? Yeah? Well I didn't know what anxiety is so I'm gonna assume you're a little bit like me. Um, I told you that I quit a whole lot of things and I didn't understand why. I didn't understand what was going on inside of me and it wasn't until a moment where I just got the sense that, Andrew, everything you're going through is actually going to be helpful for someone else. And that actually really helped me. That was the thing that really put me on a good track. So then I went on. I went on to college. I went on to university. I earned a master's. I did counseling, I earned a doctorate. And I've been helping hundreds of people understand these very simple things. So let's start with A. We want to understand and be aware of what anxiety is. Now, everybody in the world, if you have emotions, you experience anxiety, but not everybody knows why. What we see on the screen of our minds, we actually literally feel in our bodies. So a simple definition of anxiety is a picture of the future that's negative. If you are watching a horror movie called Your Life, you're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel it in your body. You ever watch a movie and the suspense, you know, the music, and you you feel it literally? It's not actually happening, but you you feel like it is. So what we feel in our bodies, we tend to believe is real, but it's not, right? So we want to be aware that that's how we're wired. And this is going to come in handy a little bit later. So I don't know about, well, you guys are in high school, so I'm imagining you don't have children yet. But I have two. And we were in the backyard a couple years ago, just sitting there having a good time, a really, really good time, laughing. And my eldest daughter, she was sitting next to me, because that's who she is. She likes to be close. She's sitting right next to me. And then all of a sudden, her laughter stopped. And I felt her press up into my body, rigid with tension. She wasn't even breathing anymore. And that's when I noticed that her eyes were on a bee. She was so scared that it scared me. And I've been doing this work for over 17 years, and I panicked. I panicked, but over the next couple weeks, I got to understand what she was imagining. Her friend told her that he got stung by a bee in the eye. Not comfortable. So I imagine that she was imagining herself getting stung by a bee in the eye. So if you were thinking about yourself getting stung by a bee, you'd probably feel a little scared, right? That's exactly what was happening. So over the next couple weeks, we started to focus on what she wanted to experience. And it changed everything, right? You can only focus on one thing at a time, right? So whenever you're feeling anxious, remember it has something to do with what you're picturing. You guys are getting ready for exams? How many people naturally picture themselves ace in the exam? Right? Right? Two people in the room, right? Most of us are picturing ourselves like struggling, right? Feeling unprepared. If we imagine that over and over and over, we're going to kind of, you know, do all that stuff. So if you find yourself doing that, this is going to help you. Let's move over to point number two. Point number two, you've got to breathe. This is why breathing is important. Everybody's breathing right now. But there are different kinds of breathing. You can breathe a kind of shallow breath, or you can kind of breathe the breath, you know, when you go to the doctor and they put this cold stethoscope. Why is the stethoscope always cold? They put it on your chest and, you know, they put, and we do this kind of thing, but that's just the wrong way to breathe. Here's the right way to breathe, okay? When you breathe in, breathe in through your nostrils, and the air automatically goes to the right place. You know, do you know your lungs extend into your lower back? Most people don't know that. He thinks I'm joking. He's laughing. I'm serious. Like, put your hands. Take your hands. Put them back here. Right? Put them behind you. Okay? When you breathe in through your nose, do you feel expansion in the back there? Yeah, you guys feel that? Most of you guys feel that. Okay? Right. So when you breathe in through your nose, air automatically goes to the right place. And what happens is, when you start to breathe, it starts to reset every kind of system in your body. Your respiratory system obviously, but your digestive system, when you get nervous, you get upset, we don't want to eat, we need a reset, right? But it also gives fresh oxygen into your blood and it goes to your brain so you can think clearly. So, let me ask you this. What were you thinking about when I asked you to put your hands back here? You're probably thinking about where your hands were and what it felt like, whether or not you could feel that expansion. That's the trick about breathing when you're feeling anxious. Because you're no longer picturing that horrible movie called Your Life. You're actually thinking about what you're feeling in the moment, right? That's the biggest shift people can make. So if you're feeling anxious, you can be aware of it. And then you can shift your focus and actually breathe, okay? And then we move on to the third point. See, we got to change. You get to change what you're imagining. You get to change what you're picturing. Why is this important? Because these thoughts, they're gonna come back. I used to think that once you are healed and delivered and free from anxiety, actually there is unfortunately no such thing. The reality is everyone in the world has the ability to picture something unpleasant and when you do, you're gonna feel anxious. The trick is being aware that you are, being able to breathe and change the channel to think about what you want to think about. How many people want to fail, right? But most of us imagine failing, right? We picture what we don't want. But here's the trick, okay? In order to change and feel happy about the change, there's a really simple trick. Most people think that they need to study, right? Most people tell themselves, I have to do really good on this test, right? That kind of language, well, let me ask you this. Do you guys like when people tell you what you have to do? No, what you need to do? What you really should? No, I don't like it. I don't like it. My wife has a problem with me because I, I tell her I don't, I, don't, I don't like when people tell me what I should need to do. We don't function well that way. We function best when we think about what we want. It's a slight shift. But if you start telling yourself what you want, you want to do well. You want to pass the exam. You want to walk out feeling good. Like, I actually knew the answer to that question, right? That's, that's, what, that's what we all want, right? But here's the thing. I'm not making any promises. Just because you talk about what you want doesn't mean it's going to happen, OK? That's not the point. The point is not to predict what's going to happen. The point is to imagine something that you actually feel good about, that you actually want. Because in that moment, it helps with the reset. Then you'll be able to think. Then you'll be inspired. Then you'll be refreshed and you'll be able to study. You'll be able to do your best because you actually feel better. So by way of a brief, brief, brief summary, what we talked about, when you feel anxious, you want to be aware and attend to that anxiety, right? A lot of people run from it. It's not gonna change if you run from it. So we wanna attend to it. Then you wanna breathe, something we all do, but most of the times we do it wrong, right? Feel that cool air coming in through your nose, feel feeling up in the back. And then you wanna picture what it is that you want to experience. This is the kind of stuff that changes life. Does it sound too simple to be true? But it sounds doable, right? The ABCs, okay? ABCs of shifting out of anxiety. So what I've learned is that there is a spectrum of feelings, any kind of feeling. So some people think, and we talk a lot about it, like, you know, I have anxiety, There's a difference between having something like a disorder and an illness and then saying, I'm experiencing anxiety or I feel anxious. It kind of normalizes it so we all know that we all feel anxious, right? We feel it in different degrees, but we can moderate that degree as much or as little as we want to. Make sense? Okay, so I'm going to go into a time of questions because I know I just shared some things that kind of sound a little basic. So you might be wondering why and how this works. Or you might have a different kind of question. But I'm open for questions, Okay. So as you think about a question, you can let me know. One of the most interesting questions I find that people ask is, do people grow out of anxiety? Anybody ever wonder that? Yeah, do you you grow out of anxiety? Well, it's yes and no, Okay. As we grow and as we mature, we start to see different things in our lives, different experiences, right? So when I was called on stage um, at a concert and Janet Jackson is like, you guys know who Janet Jackson is? She's not, some of you guys, well back in the day Janet Jackson used to be really, really big. And let me tell you, I had one of those moments again where I kind of blacked out. I was, you know, my late teens, but I blacked. I couldn't hear, I, I could see, I couldn't hear, I couldn't speak. Um, and it was one of those experiences. So I was a little bit better with dealing it, with it, but it was still with me, right? You can go through a situation, but not grow through a situation, right? Things will change in our lives, but the more capable we are at dealing with it, the better. So the more you understand and you understand those thought patterns is the more that you can change it right? Growth and learning, they work together. So the more you know about yourself is the more you're going to grow. Make sense? Any questions?
0: Um, You mentioned about how thoughts keep coming back. You know, when that one thought keeps replaying, or that, you know, we keep facing the same thing over and over again, maybe a strategy that would help with that particular piece, you know, when that thing just keeps coming.
1: Okay. So the question is, what do you do when you have a reoccurring thought? That just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. So the trick with this kind of thought is understanding what is the, 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 the root of the thought. And people think it's the issue, but it's not the issue. It's actually the kind of thought pattern. So it's called the negative what if. You guys ever wondered, like, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And what if this happens? You kind of get stuck in a loop. Right. So... I call this an exit strategy. When you recognize that you're stuck in the loop, you actually acknowledge I'm saying what if this happens, and you're picturing this. But what you want to do is like changing the channel on a television screen. Well, what if something else happened? You just change a channel. Well, what if it didn't happen? What if something different happened? And the more channels you change is the further and further and further you move away from that original thought. And then the thought comes back, because it does, and then you do the same thing again. Well, what if that doesn't happen? But what if something else happens? And what if something else happens? And what if something else happens? And it's a skill that you learn to build. Because like I said before, we will always have thoughts. As long as you're alive, you will always have thoughts. But it's not, the trick is not to not have a certain thought. It's to be able to transition from the thought with by your choice, with your intention. So that's how I do it every day. Sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be a horrible day. That's like the first thought that comes to my mind. But just because I have a thought doesn't make it a fact. Thoughts and facts are very different. But I can always respond to that thought. I don't have to endorse it. So when a thought comes to mind, I'm aware, okay, I'm thinking this is going to be a horrible day, but that's actually just a thought. I don't know that for sure. This actually could be a really... What if this is an amazing day? What if, you know, these wonderful people ask me about my beard and, you know, want beard tips. Like, this is being recorded. This is going to be good. This is... You know? I I, I go on Instagram every now and then. This is the kind of thing you want to put on there, you know? That's... But what if, right? That's just the way it works. Who would have thought you would have to go to grad school to learn something so simple? But it's the truth, and this simple truth is what changes people's lives quite often. So this is what I want to leave with you. I, I used to, honestly, I probably shouldn't say this. High school was the most difficult time of my life. It really was. It sucked. I didn't like it. I hated it. I was anxious all the time, even depressed. Um, but what's interesting is as difficult as it was, it was me worrying about my future that made it difficult. I thought I had to knew what I was supposed to do. I thought I had to knew where I was going to go. Like, I failed chemistry. I was supposed to be a doctor, and a medical doctor. Um, and I failed chemistry. My life was over. Like, that's what I thought. I was depressed, like seriously depressed. But I've learned to see life a whole lot differently. I've been to many places in the world that I never thought I would. I've sang on stages with people that I just never thought I would. I, I, I have a beautiful wife and two beautiful daughters I never thought I would. Life for me hasn't been like a single straight shot. It's been kind of all over the place and I, I couldn't predict that even if I tried. One of the things that has been really helpful to me recently as I was thinking about my life and when I get still, which breathing helps me to do, and I listen, God was telling me like, your life is like an arrow in my hands. And you will end up where I send you. I know what I'm doing. I'm capable. It's like a bow and arrow. Like, God is responsible to get you to where He wants you to be. It's not about what you do right and don't do right and how well you do on a test. Because if it was about academic success in high school, I wouldn't be here. I really, really wouldn't. So, My encouragement to you is, yeah, it's difficult, but it's doable. Be aware of those thoughts. Breathe and think about what you want. Change your focus to what you want. And trust God to get you to where he wants you to be. Thank you again. That many
0: beard questions? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to grow a beard like that, Andrew, I think. <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, thank you, Andrew, for sharing and just some of those strategies and simple pieces around how to have a better framework uh, in our thoughts. And, and I love that, that God is responsible for getting us where He, he wants us to be, and, um, and we can trust Him in that uh, as we follow and obey couple of quick announcements before we pray and head out. Uh, today, senior girls are meeting for uh, Driven in the SLC, so don't miss that. And celebrate you. Uh, there's definitely some opportunities there. Sign up for free pizza. It's just on the bulletin board on the wall here. And we would love to have you in on a Friday with some friends. Uh, so please make note of that as well. And this week, uh, Soul Care Week, these are the kinds of things we're doing all week. And so if you've got friends that you know are just in that space that they're really wrestling with their thoughts, they're unsure, struggling, you know, invite them out because maybe there'll be that one thing that God will use to really inspire and encourage them forward. So Soul Care Week all this week. And then we'll talk a little bit about what's happening uh, Monday and Tuesday next week as well. So yeah, let me pray for you. God, thanks for meeting with us and for a community, for a place to gather in your name. Uh, we are so grateful for that. Again, for uh, the truth that, Lord, you, you love us. Uh, you want us to live life fully and abundantly uh, and, and free in Jesus. And we're so grateful that you've given the resources for that. And when we wrestle and struggle and take steps backwards, you're there uh, to lift us, to lift our spirits, to encourage us forward, to forgive us where need be and to renew our minds. And so we're so thankful uh, for Andrew's teaching this morning, for his insights and his journey, and as he comes back tomorrow, and as we uh, engage in this topic all week, would you meet us in these spaces? Uh, We love you, Lord, and we are so thankful that you love us today. May we be a blessing to the people around us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.